Okay, so we're broadcasting live. Try to get up a little bit of Dhamma every day from now on. So today, I thought I'd talk about the problems that make us seek out meditation. In Buddhism we talk about three problems. There are three characteristics of Just about everything. Almost everything that I think you can identify as the impetus for people to come and practice meditation, generally speaking. The first one is impermanence, that in our lives we have to deal with change or the threat of change, the instability of the world around us. So either we've suffered from change we've lost something or we've acquired something and we mourn the loss or we mourn the burden and this upsets us or else we have something or we're free from something and we're afraid of losing or gaining. We're afraid of change. We fear the future. We have an awareness of the uncertainty of life and this causes us worry and stress and suffering. And so as a result, we come to practice meditation. We search the world and we are unable to find stability. We're looking for stability and we take on meditation as a means of attaining some sort of stability. Not everyone does this. Others will find We'll seek out stability elsewhere. Often we still think there's something in the world that will bring us the stability we're seeking for. It could be a job, new job or a new relationship. Or for some people it's drugs or alcohol or uh, death 
even suicide many different extreme measures we take when we're confronted with this uncertainty the second characteristic is suffering so sometimes we suffer we might have great pain or sadness depression anxiety we might be sick or we might have some condition we might have become paralyzed or might have lost uh, the use of part of our body we might have become acquired a disease or we might be old and we might be dying we might have some sort of suffering so in life there's a lot of suffering not all suffering there's a lot of happiness as well but at times we experience suffering and so we seek out something that is happiness or to be more general, we are dissatisfied. We may not be suffering, although sometimes that's the case. There are times where we just feel dissatisfied. We feel like life is meaningless, pointless, useless. And so we're looking for satisfaction. We're looking for contentment. We're discontent with life. Having to work, mindless jobs, having to deal with mindless relationships having to deal with our own minds dissatisfied with our own minds our own bodies, our own selves and so we seek out satisfaction meditation is a way for us to find this sort of satisfaction Again, there are other ways, but often people come to practice meditation thinking it will satisfy them. The third characteristic is non-self. So in life we find ourselves unable to control ourselves, we find our mind out of control. Maybe we have some kind of addiction that is out of control. Maybe we have anger issues and we're out of control. Worry or fear, depression, something that is out of our control and we're unable to fix. Maybe the world around us is collapsing and we're unable to maintain our job or a family situation. So we're looking for control, looking to find a way to get a hold of ourselves, a way to regain our, the control that we've lost. 
maybe we've lost ourselves and we don't know who we are. And so we come to practice meditation to find ourselves, to find out who we are and to gain a sense of control, sense of self, sense of identity. We realize we can't, or we lose things or we, that, that we hold precious or we, change, we find ourselves changing in ways that we don't like. And so we want to regain a sense of identity and figure out who we are and get rid of some of the things that we don't want to be. So meditation is an ideal candidate, we think. The problem is, is that none of this is really true. Meaning, meditation itself is not stable. Meditation itself is not satisfying. Meditation itself is not at all about control or identity. It's not controllable. It's not you. Meditation isn't about leaving the world behind. We think we can go off to a quiet place and leave the world behind and not have to deal with our problems. That's exactly the opposite of what meditation is. Because none of the problems that we face have anything to do with the world around us, not directly. The problems have to do with how we face, how we react, how we judge our interactions with the world around us. And all of these judgments can be seen sitting alone in the room with no external stimulus. Meditation is like a laboratory where you're going to experiment on yourself. You know, to examine yourself and observe the nature of you as a being, as an entity. And so you're going to see how, you're going to see life, you're going to see your life, how you behave, how you react, you're going to see it all. Meditation doesn't take you away from our from your problems. It dissects them, breaks them up into pieces, and shows you what's going on behind the scenes. So you can expect your meditation to be uns to be unstable. Watching the stomach, you think the goal is to observe the stomach rising and falling smoothly. This is not at all the case. The rising and falling is a perfect example of how the world is not stable. Our reality is not predictable.
Meditation isn't even a predictable set of changes, it's unpredictable. Just when we think we've got it, we've got the hang of this meditation thing. It'll change in a way we never thought it would. It has to. Meditation, meditation has to challenge us. It's going to change in all ways possible until finally we're able to adapt. Finally we become flexible and able to deal with change truly so that change doesn't ever bother us in any way, shape or form. We should expect meditation to be uncomfortable, unsatisfying. We should expect it to show us all sorts of unsatisfying things. We should expect to realize that the things that we have thought were satisfying are unsatisfying. We should expect it to show us again and again things that upset us until finally we're no longer upset by them until finally we're content regardless of what we get or don't get, what we gain or what we lose, until finally our happiness is unrelated to our possessions, unrelated to our situation, our circumstances. Our peace of mind is imperturbed by, not perturbed by the stimuli of the world around us. So we should expect that we shouldn't expect meditation to be comfortable. The desire for happiness and, and pleasure and so on. This is what we're studying. This is what we're meditating on. This is what we're working on to become content because true contentment can't exist in the face of wants and needs and hopes and desires. You can never be content when you still want things and getting what you want doesn't, doesn't cure the want. It actually feeds it, leads to more and greater wants. And so we can never be content this way. We should expect meditation to be un uncontrollable. We think meditation is about controlling your mind, not to think, not to feel, not to react. No. The, the path to not reacting, the path to being at peace is not about control. Any control that we gain, no matter how pleasant or powerful it might be, is only an illusion. It's only, an, it's only a temporary state. This illusion of control because of cause and effect if it were control, we could just put a pin in it and stick it there forever and not have to work at it. 
But the only way you can control your mind is to work and work and work and cultivate it into a certain state. And all it takes is for you to stop cultivating it. And even the insights you gain through meditation will disappear. Unless you can learn to let go. Unless you can learn to give up your yourself, your need for control. The idea is for us to see how out of control our minds are, how out of control the world around us is and the world inside of us is. This is the idea. Meditation is supposed to be unpleasant, unsatisfying, uncontrollable impermanent, unstable, all of these things. Why? Because it's showing us this about the world. It's showing us what's wrong with the world. Why is the world causing us suffering? Why is it unsatisfying? Why aren't we already at peace with ourselves? This is what it's showing us. It's giving us an answer to the question, why? It's showing us the building blocks of our experience, of our reality. And that's where the cure lies. With this wisdom, this insight that comes from meditation. Not from finding something that's going to please us or satisfy us, that we can rest upon. The only rest that we have, the only peace that we can hope for, is when we don't need anything, when we no longer cling to anything. It's the only surefire way. It's the only certain solution. Because as long as your freedom or happiness or peace depends upon something, um, you'll always be dissatisfied when that something is gone. The only way to maintain it is to jump and chase and run after this elusive state of temporary satisfaction or peace. In Buddhism we talk about something called nirvana or nibbana. And so we think, well that's something I should chase after or run after. And in a sense you'd be right, but chasing and running doesn't lead to nibbana, lead to nirvana. Nirvana is the state of not clinging. That's maybe not fair to say because we're not always clinging. Nirvana is, is freedom from suffering. It is true freedom from suffering. But the past in Nibbana or Nirvana is to let go of everything because Nirvana isn't really a thing. It's freedom. Freedom from all the suffering that comes from clinging, from expecting, from wanting, from identifying with anything. So, it's good that we come to practice meditation. It's good that we seek that which is free from 
impermanent suffering and non-self. It's good that we seek that which is free from these problems. But we shouldn't expect meditation to be free from these problems. Meditations, the, the, the purpose of meditation is to show these problems to us, to help us to let go. The more we see of this nature of reality, the more inclined we are to let go. Naturally, you don't have to force yourself to let go. This is counterproductive. All you have to do is look and see and learn. And once you see the truth, you'll let go. When you let go, you'll be free. When you're free, there's nothing left to do. That's it. That's the path. And that's the Dharma for tonight. So thanks for tuning in. See you all next time.